All right. Welcome, well, everyone. It smells like <coughs> sour apples right now. And it teen does. spirit. And teen spirit. Ooh, it's been a while since I've been How's that? You know those, um... Remember those suckers that's like sour apple and then the caramel? Yep. On yep. the stick? Yep. Nothing like that. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Well, if you don't know, since this isn't a uh, visual media, Paul opened a Four Locos. I mean, a r- beverage. A random beverage. Oh, that's right. We are not sponsored yet, so it is a random beverage. I would deny it. Haven't heard anything back from... Uh, Unsaid beverage company Coca-Cola yet. <laughs> Although I will be reaching out with their marketing department later this week as well, since they uh, they did not respond to my twelve emails I sent them. Checks out. Does Apple out. also doesn't like responding to my emails because I tend to email them about um, transferring my analytics from one from their site to a different site, so I can just view all the analytics, and they're just like, nope. Nah, son, don't want that. Nah. But don't that's the, that. don't worry about it. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. It's a it's a hot one again. It's so oh, it? roasty toasty, and in fact, Canada being on fire is not helping. No, it isn't. Uh, I was driving over, uh, over the bridge, one of the bridge, one of the many bridges, one of the bridges, a bridge, nope. a un, unknown bridge, <laughs> oh, uh, on my way home mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, yesterday, and. That was I couldn't even see half of the city, man. It was mostly gone. Yeah, it's kind of rough. <clears throat> it's pretty good, though. You want to sit? No, thank you. No, try it. I um, value my brain chemistry as it is right now. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, so yourself. I spent about five days in the woods, breathing fresh air, and that yeah. was great. But nice. by the end of it, did you plan to do that, or was that just like a? It, it was moderately planned. Okay, it was moderately, moderately planned. planned. Did like you? Did we you... wanted to crash that helicopter. Yeah. Well, it's. By the way, guys, we splurged. We bought a helicopter. <laughs> and then we promptly crashed. And then Levi, his first time taking it, the rest of us didn't even get to ride in it. All we did was look at it. They don't tell you to get a pilot's license before you take off. I'm just... Yeah. No one had a chance to tell you anything it before makes, you took off. That makes sense. Like, Look. If you've already got a driver's license, why would you need a pilot's license? You're right. Exactly. There's and no when difference. I have my fingers shoved up into my ears so I can't hear anything, mm-hmm. how because can you, you tell me... Because you didn't own a headset yet. Because the helicopter <laughs> was really loud. Yeah. It was really loud. So I was trying to use the like joystick steer thing with my knees. It didn't work out very no, well. No, no. And um, it's like a dad driving with their knees down the road in that old yeah, like exactly. crappy Pontiac. Exactly. What they had so to drive. Where you know, the forest fire, like it wasn't a bolt of lightning that started. It was actually it was us crashing. Our well, not us. We we weren't even in it because you well, took up without us. <laughs> You're complicit because we didn't you even own it long helicopter. enough to put our logo on the side of it. I don't think we had a logo. <clears throat> when did when did the fire start? <laughs> when you crashed. Oh gosh. All right. Well, apparently, Elliot Eliote 
He's got a juicy bit of news for yeah, us. Yeah, I've got a really exciting in fact, update. When I saw him at his work the other day, well, he's, yes, he, he put in his two, week, his two weeks notice a couple weeks ago, maybe a month notice, however long he put That's in. That's true. But he's still technically working for now, but he is committing and leaving the leaving a real job. But I walked into his work and he was like, I got something. I got something good. Yeah, no, I've got an update about last week's bit. Um, so if y'all remember... <laughs> Last week, we, we kept joking about how I might have murdered someone. And, of course, that's completely untrue. Up? I didn't look anything up. They looked me up. <laughs> uh, so it was Thursday. And I just get this random phone call at, like, 2, 2 p.m. in yeah. the afternoon. Okay. And I pick it up. I see it on my phone. And the caller ID is telling me, like, Chicago something. So I answer the phone, and I'm like, uh, hello? And this guy on the other end, he goes, Hi, ah, this is Detective uh, Michaels <laughs> from Chicago PD. Um, I'm calling you about something that has come to interest over a podcast that you posted <laughs> last week. Is that why we have listeners in Chicago? <laughs> it said, I'm, call I'm calling you over a concern that we had with the podcast last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> keep going, keep going. And then he says, magnets really aren't alive. They're, they're just rocks. <laughs> they're just rocks, man. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> they're not alive. They don't breathe. <laughs> they don't have a heartbeat. <laughs> They're not living organisms. They're just rocks. And I go, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, my favorite emoji is the uh, is the cop one. And I go, ah, oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> so yeah, that's my update the last week. Thank you, uh, Detective Michaels. Leo from me again. But like, in all seriousness, what was that? Magnus are alive. No, they're not. Did none of know. you actually read the book? Detective Michaels, that's what he told me. I don't me. think he's wrong. Wait, no. You think he is wrong? Frick. Did you have one of these? No, I didn't, <laughs> but I probably should have. <laughs> you know what? Moving that fan into this room, the one fan in this house that I stole Real from my wife tonight. Decision. Really, I'm honestly enjoying it, and Elliot's probably enjoying the most of it. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of skin showing tonight, if you know what I mean. He is completely naked on the couch. Nope, that's, that not, not, that's, not, not, that's not true. I've got my shoulders out. That's about it. Oh, hottesty. modesty is hottesty. Yep. Didn't you guys remember that music video? I, I do. Yeah. I do. I uh, watched that video for the first time when I was actually working at uh, a Christian summer camp. Yeah. We weren't yeah. doing our normal uh, camp week. Uh, we were actually approached by a... Hispanic Catholic group. Ooh, fun times. That um, showed up and uh, did a camp with us for two week, two years. Yeah. And then just never talked to us again. So oh, not really sure what happened there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, uh, leave it up to the Catholics to. Catholics can be really weird. Modesty. Yeah, they're a little nuts. So Levi and I, we were both at separate camps over the weekend. It's true. It is true. Um, I got to, my wife and I uh, got to 
volunteer at the camp we met at, the Christian camp we met at, um, and cook for a two-week uh, program that they have there where the you know, most campers are gone. You know, they leave Friday and then the new ones come in Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's how most of it works for that camp, at least. And mo- most of their camps function similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least like Saturday's free. But this camp is two weeks and it's all the way through the weekend and they, you know, all their regular staff is gone. So it's like, yeah, we'll come in. Might as well. Well, it turned out to be their fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they have like, you know, they have a service project day where all they do is just work and work and work. And then, you know, they have no idea what they're doing all day. And the whole point of the, the, that camp is that they have no idea what the schedule is every day because it's always something different every time. So they have no idea what to expect. Unless they have an older sibling that blabbed. Yeah. Um, which half of them do. Mm-hmm. So half of them are, like, grinning and cheesing hard. And the other half are like, this sucks. This this freaking sucks, man. <laughs> but Wait, which half are grinning and which half? The grinning half is the one that knows whose older sibling blabbed. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but we got to be in the kitchen for a bit and try our hand at that. And it's been a while. I've worked a lot of really weird jobs. And I've worked a lot of different jobs. Uh, not because I get fired a lot, but just because I decided to work a bunch of different jobs when I was in college and in high school and stuff like that. And so I just never yeah. actually landed on a career. Um but I went into full, like, production chef mode, like, Gordon Ramsay yelling at people, where are my chicken cordon blues? Get them plated. Get the potatoes on there. Now, service starts in five minutes. Just yelling. Just, like, panicking, like, sweating through my shirt, because we were supposed to dress a little bit fancy to serve them, and I'm just, just my blue shirt is now a dark blue shirt. <laughs> it's already a roasty-toasty weekend, and it's just getting worse and worse every yeah. second. Yeah. But at least we got to enjoy escape the smog that is Canada, ruining yep. our, our country. Um, we should sue them. The country. That's a Canada. really good idea, actually. Yeah, we should get our, our single lawyer. We have a lawyer? We don't have a lawyer. Oh, gosh. It's Carly reading, reading a law book. Yep. I mean, we could go to the... Oh. Almost <sighs> said something. We could go to <laughs> unnamed bar location and... Uh, Read law. Mm. Am I right? Oh, we could do that, but that's why <laughs> the Wisconsin State. Oh, shoot. <laughs> they're, a little, they're a little outdated. They're a little outdated, yeah. That's true. That's honestly, the true. best spot to read law books, honestly. That's right. In and, fact, uh, everything is an ad for that spot, we found out. All most things are. Most things um, are an ad for that spot. He made an we ad were... for that spot. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. We read an ad for that bar. We did? Yeah. I'm not doing well right now. I'm about half of one of these things in, and I've got, <laughs> I've got two more on the table, and I will finish them tonight. Oh, gosh. That's really bold <laughs> for how late it is right now. <laughs> it is. Um, I don't have to drive cars at work ever. <laughs> unnamed time right now. It's podcast <laughs> You can, it's, not, it's like 10 o'clock. It's 10 p.m. on a Monday. Not for you, though. It could be out where we are. Based on what time it Depends on what you're listening. You know what? For you, it could be like 11.35 a.m. on a Thursday. That's right. Oh. It could be... Oh, actually, I got a good one. Uh, Elliot, your favorite meme. Didn't get a whole... I don't know if your phone blew up at all from people listening to this, but I got a few texts. Yeah. From my favorite this. emoji? Yeah, uh, my nice. brother, shout out to David, 
What a champion. <laughs> uh, replied. All he did was reply. I don't know. Let's see if I can pull it up because I want to. I don't want to misquote it. At least, you know, I'll give him that. I will give him the. the I'll give him the benefit of just not misquoting it a little bit. Here we go. But didn't your brother find out about the podcast? Yeah, he found out through our Instagram, and he had no, you know, he like had no idea that he had listened to it, and he listened to it before he followed. And he said, uh, "said Tell Elliot the peach, and I am ready to guest." Well, we'll see about that one, but uh, you know, uh, our we we were possibly going to have a guest tonight, but that fell through. Uh, possibly next week is when we'll get our first guest on the show, or honestly, someone to work through some bits with, or honestly, whenever. If you guys ever just come up with if someone just follows you in, I'm not going <laughs> like, to not going to stop them. Nice, we'll make money out of it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but I, just like Paul, spent a few days up at the Boy Scout summer camp of my youth. Although they're not the Boy Scouts anymore. They are Scouts BSA because they have a girls program. You can be a girl in Scouts now. But can I be in an uh, Apache attack helicopter in the well, Scouts? Well, I, as a slightly conservative slash very conservative leaning organization i think they're slowly coming around to it okay so i don't think they can tell you no you guys ever read so you know like teddy roosevelt came up with the boy scout not came up with but was you know a champion of the boy scouts yeah if you can probably tell me who came up with the boy scout but you know teddy roosevelt you know one of those nature preserve guys let's get boys out there but all that kind of started with uh like old guys from the 30s fascination for uh for boys and and there's a oh, there's a paper that uh, that good old Theodore Roosevelt wrote about being a good boy and a goodly good boy does this and he wears shorts and he's a good boy because he's dead <laughs> and it's a uh, one of the creepiest papers I've ever hmm. read. That's pretty rough. Yeah, it's a little rough. Anyway, I was watching a bunch of boys in shorts over this <laughs> last no. week. Well, <laughs> don't phrase it like that, please. <laughs> Um, I've been told multiple times, um, over the course of my now, um, actually probably just... Did you just check your non-existent watch? Yeah, I checked my non-existent watch, um, probably over the last year. I've, I've grown out a piece of facial hair. I've I've grown out my goatee. And, um, the goatee mixed with the slight dad bod that I have going on, just Mm -hmm. my general physique and my, like, mannerisms and stuff. People think I'm a dad. Yeah. And, like, what would have made... So I went up there, like, halfway through my Boy Scout troops, like, week. And so I basically just hung out with a bunch of dads. Yeah. Nice. Um, because all the scouts were off doing, you know, whatever. whatever. Right? And I'm not doing that anymore. In fact, my brother was also off doing whatever. He would oh, nice. talk to me and then leave me and then I'd just be alone. And I'd, you know, <laughs> be sad. <laughs> talk with the other adults who are like 40, 50. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually 40 or 50. And that was actually my son, not my brother, who walked away from me. So <laughs> I was literally a dad in my 20s at a Boy Scout camp. That's for like three days that was pretty I'm was still fascinated else? by this thing I'm sorry oh your your sword not your, a sword uh, the sword's on the mantelpiece you're just like Elliot has his ice skate you have yeah we'll, we'll get, he'll get to that story hopefully today <laughs> no I was gonna wait until Bruno comes to tell oh, yeah, oh we need to, that would be I'm good really hoping that'd be today but that'd I guess he'll, we'll hold on we'll hold off maybe we hold make off a little teaser but I, I'm holding uh, a tomahawk 
just the head of a tomahawk. There's no handle in it right now because the handle is rotten out. Um, at the camp that I was just at for the weekend, I went there when I was in from third to fifth grade, and then my parents sent me to camp, and then they moved. Um, but at least they brought me to the new home. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, but this this year tomahawk head was the exact one that when I was in fifth grade, someone threw, and it got stuck in my shin. Um, enough so to where me not touching it, it was staying in my shin. Um, it's a really great memory from camp. It's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of the, from that camp that I spent years of my life to and I actually met my wife at when I was in 8th grade. Nice! So, that's that's nice. It's just also the most brutal memory anyone could ever have <laughs> of going to a place they really enjoyed being. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I didn't even tell my counselor that I had this in my leg because it went through my jeans and so I ripped off my, the bottom half of my pant leg and it was just like, alright, and then I tied it around my shin, around where it was bleeding, <laughs> and then just didn't do anything about it and told no one until... That was probably, like, Monday, Tuesday, like, beginning of camp. Oh, my gosh. And then Thursday rolls around, and I got stung by a wasp in the eye. If not the eye, like, <laughs> like the lower eyelid yeah. is where I got stung. And so my entire left eye was swollen shut. That's a rough week of camp. That was a rough week of camp. That was not even the last of it. Um, and, uh, and so, like, left <laughs> eye is completely swollen shut. My counselor's like, okay, go to the nurse. And so I did. And then... She's doing that, and by this time, you know, I'd taken the dirty pant leg off of my, my wound, but it's, you know, just, like, s- scabbed over, kind of mm-hmm. gross-looking, but not, it's not, like, I mean, as a kid, it's not infected, <coughs> yeah. but it's not good-looking. Yeah. Um, it's not gangrene. But uh, she yeah. goes, okay, so your eyes are all taken care of. Uh, what's, what happened to your uh, shin? Did that happen today? Because it looks a little old. I was like, nah, that happened earlier this week some kid threw a tomahawk and it stuck in my leg when we were doing archery <laughs> and she's like oh that's, that's, so that's, to... that's how you met your wife? no, no, no and she was, that's the, she was the nurse at camp but not that year because oh, she's, okay. not, she's younger than me so she was not the nurse no, she was the one that threw <clears> the tomahawk yeah, that's right. <laughs> dang it, Carly <laughs> Just love it for smite, spite, or not smite, <laughs> smite. <laughs> yeah, uh, words are getting harder from this magical green liquid. It actually makes sense because there's a little heart. There is a little heart, and, <laughs> this heart. and Elliot was with me. He came to visit at that camp one time because he was at a a wedding rehearsal or like oh it was a what was it? It was like an engagement party or something. Ah, engagement party. Those are weird. Yeah. So he he just and he was pretty close, um, and he decided to swing on over. So I was like, yeah, cool. As so we went out for a walk, and we went to the spot where I, that happened, because I told him that story when we were in college, mm-hmm. like sophomore, freshman year, whenever we met, and then I found the tomahawk where it had entered my leg, <laughs> like this, like the same area where it had been, and it's just like, all right, time to keep this thing forever, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. Now it's here. Now it's here, and now I'm going to keep it, maybe make a new handle for it, but I, I want to, my plan was. Uh, to put a new handle in it and then put it on like a blackboard and then just like you know stick it to the blackboard mm-hmm. and then put a little like tag underneath that says uh, camp memories was in Paul's <laughs> leg <laughs> and then just hang it next to like the staff photos <laughs> but uh, that got vetoed by the program director of the camp so 
I guess it's pretty boring. It's in our pretty lame <laughs> now. But no, it's 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 a good time. Honestly, for his like the me- the bad memories that happen at camp, I've just forgotten about. And because I replaced it with so many good ones, yeah. that I could get another time knock on my leg the next time I go there, and I'd still probably go back. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and my other leg too, not even my bad one. <laughs> not even the one that's forever disfigured. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're saying is we could start throwing. You're not allowed to throw tomahawks at me. I'll throw them back harder. Okay. Um, I need more of that fan. It's hot. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, what was I thinking? I had a thought, but the green liquid has made me forget it. That's okay. Okay. I remember very distinctly um, along the lines of things getting stuck what, in people's bodies. No, that's the first um, one, but it's a lot of percentage. Yeah, it also has like caffeine and crap in it, so it's not oh, healthy. Really? Yeah, it makes it act faster. And I'm not okay. done now, but I will be probably after one more of these. Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, but it was probably a f- more one of the more freak incidents that I've seen happen at a Boy Scout camp. I worked there for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, I worked as assistant aquatics director. Hey, uh, for three years in a row, and this kid comes. Um, I forget how or why, but he came crying up to us, and <laughs> he was like, got this, um, this. Um, Oh no! What do you call it? Like a fish hook stuck in his head, but it's not like a regular fish hook, which is like you know one J. Yeah, one this little... is like the Omega fish hook. So it has one J and then a J directly across from it, and then it has two more perpendicular J's. Oh, it's, yep. a, it's so a... it's like a it's like a small four pronged fish hook that's stuck in like the butt crack of his knee. Ooh, that's so a spot. it's like through his through his pants through his knee. And so he's, like, crying. He's probably, like, 12. Yeah, and, and that so we, sucks. We call our health officer down, and she comes down and, you know, pulls it mostly out of out of the gene, and there's a little bit left in his leg. And so she's like, all right, we're going to count down from three, and then I'll pull it out. So she gets it all rigged up to pull out. And then the kid, not her, is like, one, two, and then she pulls it on two. Yeah, and that's that's what you have to do. You can't no, do it on one. That's what you do. But what caught her off guard is that he started counting. Not her. <laughs> he was just so ready. He was like, we're going. And she's like, oh, and has to go for it. Yeah. And so yeah, she told me later that it kind of freaked her out a little bit. Um, oh. So I was the waterfront director <clears throat> at two different camps. And there's a lot of fun stories from bo- both of those jobs. Um, but at the camp we were just at, I was a waterfront director there for one year out of my two years on staff there. Mm. And I, you know, if something can't be fixed, are you going to deal with it? Or are you just be like, you know, cause like if a fish hook gets stuck in you, like we can deal with that. We'll get the nurse down. Yeah. It'll be dealt with. Don't worry about that. But I was doing, um, water games. And so they're playing, you know, kind of a, not super rough, but they're just playing like polo. Yeah. Not polo. Um, like sharks and minnows in the yeah. shallow end. So they're running and they're like, some of them are beginning to tackle, but they're middle school, so they can handle it. <clears throat> yeah. One kid walks up to me and she looks like she's not doing well. But I didn't see her get tackled at all. You know, I'm watching all this from the shore and like no you know, no one's been like just laid out. Most people have just been, you know, 
wrapped around by their friend and they're being dragged, you know, yeah. or whatever. Not even that bad. And then she just comes up to me and she is on like the edge of crying. And then she goes, I, I, I chipped my tooth. It's like, well, can't do anything about that. Have fun. There's no dentist, and it's not even, like, it wasn't, like, that bad. You know how, like, sometimes when you just bite into food, you just, like, chip the bit, very, very corner? Yeah. And it's, like, a speck. It's not like my brother, he, we were at a, we were at my cousin's house mm-hmm. in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, that same one that sent that fun uh, selfie. Uh, and he was jumping on the trampoline, and our, our other cousin uh, tried to do a flip and kicked him in the jaw. And so then he cracked a tooth. It's, it wasn't even like that, you know, where it's like, oh, you're missing like yeah. a corn, like that, like a, qu- a quarter of your tooth. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it was like maybe a sixteenth of the corner of your tooth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, um, you can go up to the nurse if you want to. Uh, she might give you something if it hurts. Otherwise, she can't do anything about it. We'll let your mom know. Um, but if you want to just go back in the water, I had to go back in the water because there's nothing we can do about it. So. And then she, you know, she was on the edge of crying, and then she went, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just went back in, had fun. Dude. Yes. Sick. Sometimes it just goes, hell, there's nothing you can do for them. And that, that works really well. It works. It depends. It depends on the child. <clears throat> um, but for her, it worked. Because it's like, hey, I'm not going to lie to her. It's like, oh, yeah, we can, we can help you. Nah. Nah, we can't. Um, oh, speaking of hooks in, like, parts of the body... Uh, my brother has always been a very avid fisherman mm-hmm. um, to the point where he will like, go to the family cabin and he'll just spend half a day in his kayak alone fishing. No music or anything, just alone fishing because that's what he wants to do. And he he got a treble hook. So they got one of those three, three J hooks. Okay. He got one of those from a Rapala stuck in his thumb. <laughs> his Ew. left thumb, I think. That's pretty rough. And he, uh, he, he was just like, well, this sucks. And he took his knife that he had in his pocket and he put it at the, like, not the base of his thumb, but like that first knuckle, base of that first knuckle, Mm -hmm. and just put the tip in and sliced to the tip (laughs) of his thumb. And then, like, wriggled it out and then continued to fish. <laughs> <laughs> and he got back and he was like, I had to cut my thumb, but it was okay. I caught a couple bass. There's so many better ways to do that. Yeah, but, like, he did it and it's fine. I've had to do that a couple times where it's just like, I have to, like, rip it out or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I have this really fun, have, I have really bad ingrown toenails. For all you listeners who have foot fetishes, uh, just run away from my feet because they'll kill you. And anyone that doesn't like hearing about this, uh, skip ahead, like, a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. So I get really bad ingrown toenails, and I, I get them, they're, they're reoccurring, and I could go to the doctor right now, but I, you know, insurance things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta make a bit more money before I feel like just putting money into toe surgery yeah. to, you know, fix that forever. So what I've come to the conclusion of doing is uh, ripping them out on my own. Mm. And I've done it, I, it's both big toes, and it's both sides of both big toes. That's yeah, right. and I've done really all the sides maybe four times each, and yeah. I just ripped out a big one today, and it was hidden like mostly underneath, like 
I don't know how, what, how much was showing. It was like what was showing was the size of my pinky nail. Or not much. No, was showing, but like what I pulled out was the size of my pinky nail. Oh, and only about a quarter of it was showing, and the rest of it was tucked underneath, like to the right, mm. and it was real nasty. And so my wife really, really loves when I do that, especially in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Woo. sorry for grossing you out. Welcome back to regular content. That's right. If you didn't catch it, we're the, uh, what, Lake City Variety? Lake City Variety. It's always great to do the intro half an hour into the show. That's right. Because I am too much enjoying this green liquid to uh, remember to do an intro. <laughs> um, do we're we Lake City need... Variety. Uh, we're your, your standard variety show podcast today. We're talking about weird injuries and dumb surgeries. As well as a phone call from police. Uh, phone but call. I am the not-so-professional photographer. Uh, my name's Paul. To my left is <laughs> that's big guy Elliot. Big guy Elliot, the uh, uncultured archaeologist. Yeah. That's right. And to his left is uh, the. And to my left. And to my left's left. Wait, what am I? The you're you're the non non engineering engineer. Non engineering engineer. Yeah. That had to explain that to a lot of yeah, and you got scout order, leaders. Uh, did you really? Week. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how did that go? I mean, anyway, that's Levi, I mean, by the way. His... I mean, it went. Yeah, I'm Levi. You know, you they're like, oh, what are you doing? Last time I heard, you know, you were in school, and I'm like, yeah, I got out of school. And now like, I drop do. out or graduate? I, I graduated. You know, <laughs> we're having yeah. we're having the conversation right now. Yeah, this is how it goes. And then, um. You know, on a on a good conversation, you know, it lasts for like forty five minutes. That was sick. On a bad com, not a bad conversation. On a short conversation, thirty seconds. You're like, all right, oh great. Hope sounds like you're doing and then, great. Then you told them you're running a podcast. I have not actually told any of my. I family don't know who I feel comfortable telling about the podcast and who I don't. <clears throat> and so I've kind of been like not hiding it, but those of you who know about it know about it okay. and if you find it welcome it's not that i was hiding it from you i just didn't know whether or not you'd be disappointed right. in me as a person you found a gem you found a real gem it's eh. all right well you found something <laughs> and for that <laughs> i congratulate you yeah oh man good yeah you want to educate the class no, that's all right. Did you want to, you right. want to share with your Google? Well, I, I, was, I had a camp story. Oh, okay. Go for it. And it's just, we kind of got off to of no, camp no, no. stories we, to gross it's back and to camp story. things. No, skip that. Don't talk about that again. People that's will right. never listen again. It's okay. probably, I'm going to look at the YouTube analytics and it'll be the most skipped segment. <laughs> <laughs> really makes sense that it would be. And maybe for some people, the most played segment. <laughs> I really hope not. Like, I really hope not. Sadists. Maybe. I don't know. I got to the point where I can't feel it anymore. So, and I don't even have to have green liquid to do that. I just don't feel it. So. Okay. Anyway. Well, I wasn't at a camp last week, but I feel left out. So I wanted to tell a camp story. You should just come to camp with us. And um, basically, I went to uh, this really small Christian camp growing up and... uh, I went there for a bunch of years, and then I worked there for like five years. Yeah. So we had a lot of camp experience, a lot of camp stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of want to tell like some fun game stories, maybe. Okay. Um, so back before even I went to camp, 
there was this massive game that would always be played like every year mm-hmm. um, by the campers um, and it's called I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they really called it but I like to call it ultimate turkey okay. <laughs> and it's We're good. really exciting no um, that would not be that game come on so basically you take a frozen turkey um, <laughs> you know it's frozen it's a turkey so yeah. wait it's called pull ultimate it out turkey? of yeah you, it's called ultimate turkey okay and you pull it out of the freezer, uh, and then you use it to play ultimate frisbee. <laughs> so you're using this frozen turkey. You're tossing it around. Well, you I want to see the one points. giant guy in high school that can whip that thing and just kill one of the girls. Yeah, you know, maybe that happens. <laughs> but um, I would always hear stories about this growing up, like um, of like the supervisors or something. Like, oh yeah, back in my day, we used to play ultimate turkey. But you know, now that Salmonella's around, oh yeah, well, they can't really play it anymore. And like, well, first of all, Salmonella has really always been around. <laughs> no, it was it was really dangerous for you to play that back then. No, no however no, 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 fun no, 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 it no, no, is, no, no. wasn't wasn't didn't exist. But um, yeah, it it died out pretty much by the time that I got to camp. Bummer. We played a game called Flicker Ball, which is just like a big camp game. But essentially, it was invented by the army, um, okay. and they made it to have like a bunch of these really arbitrary rules that were really kind of annoying, um, just to really test the recruits' ability to follow rules. Uh. And that's the game we played. <laughs> Instead of chucking frozen turkeys, you know what game we other. played at the camp that I worked at for three years before that before I was that uh, that other chip tooth story was. Was that we played Biffer. Biffer? That is Biffer. Biffer. I hardly know her. Is the be- it is, yeah, you hardly know her. It's the best game ever invented for staff members. Yeah. Because, you know, if you've been working at a camp long enough, you see kids go from like elementary school to middle school, from middle school to high school, and you see those cute middle school kids turn into the most disgusting and awful people in your life. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> enter high, they turn into like high school sophomores and they just forget how to bathe. Yep. Yep. Um, it's true. Biffer was a game invented... And it was kind of a way to force people to bathe, but also for us to get our frustrations out from the rest of the summer. Okay. And what it is, is that every staff member, even volunteers, uh, gets a tube sock filled with flour. Mm-hmm. And you just beat campers. <laughs> uh, they, you know, nice. they, they have like, they have objectives that they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go to different spots and get tokens. And then if they right. get, you know, we didn't try to kill them, but if you lightly hit them, you with know, the someone with the, died some every of them, now and you then. know every once in a while you just lay one out no you never do that but you know <laughs> you wanted to because some of them were awful for the record, um, for the yeah. record not, there was no child abuse at camp it was just a way to trick them into bathing yep um and so you know you'd, you'd tap them with the biffer socket and then they'd have to like give up like you know however many tokens for you know whatever yeah depends on where you got hit or even like you know what you were doing stuff like that and that, the point of that whole game is, you know, cover them in flour and make them jump in the lake. And if they jump in the lake, some of them, hopefully two-thirds of them, will take a shower. That's the goal. <laughs> is to make mo- the majority of camp take a shower that day. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But we had one guy on staff. And this was when I was a camper. So this was, you know... You were the busy. I was the Biffy. This was yeah. probably seven years ago. Okay. Maybe seven, eight years ago. Something like that. 
he was the waterfront director before me. Uh, like, not, I think directly before me, because I, I started working at camp right after that. Okay. He was insane. <laughs> not in, like, he's crazy, stay away from him, but I commit to the bit sometimes a little too much, and Elliot and Levi can attest to that sometimes. It's true. Um, like, well, I won't, I can't say that, never mind. Um, uh, yeah. He was also very athletic. I am, you know, not. Less than. But, uh, so he would climb trees, these pine trees, which, are, you know, are limbed <laughs> to 16 feet, so campers don't climb pine trees. <clears throat> but he would have a, he would, he would have two counselors move a picnic table over to the pine tree with him. He'd stand on their shoulders and then get up to the lowest branches and then <laughs> climb up the tree and then stay really high up in the tree. Okay. And then have the other counselors move the picnic table away from the tree so you didn't know where he was and you would never see him in the game. And you're just like, did he, is he like laying down? Is he sick or something like that? And then he drops from the sky <laughs> in front of you and then just smacks you in the chest with a biffer sock. Uh, yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. So he would do that, you know, for most games. There was one game that was very... It was mentally intense. And it was not meant to trick people to take a shower. Uh, and it was a game we played every three to four years. Because if we played it every year, it would lose how special it was. Hmm. Mm. Um, but you can't play it, you know, like once every four years. Because then someone's going to miss it and then be sad. Because things always come up. Like volleyball comes up or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. And it was basically about um, being a persecuted Christian... In countries where Christianity is front upon and there's like Gestapo or like whatever coming mm-hmm. after you, trying to arrest you and trying to kill you. Okay. Um, and so there are, you know, there's three or four different fires hidden throughout the grounds of camp, and you're supposed to deliver tokens, Bibles to these churches, these fires, and you're trying to get there safely, and you're trying to avoid the KGB the whole time because, of course, <laughs> it's the Russians. Um, and every staff member except for the three or four that are at fire pits most of them are volunteers at the fire pits because this game is also for the staff members yeah. you take shifts and there, there's, there's two different shifts that you can take you can either be an, an officer and you're inside of the chapel and if our campers are caught uh, they are brought to you and you interrogate them and if you can get information out of them good if you can't you just kill them and they have to start over like you know they lose their points for whatever and they have to start over oh dang um and like you know it's like it's do they go to really intense I, I mean if they're christians they go to heaven if they <laughs> uh and then the other option is to be you know an agent and you're out in this in the uh, in the woods out mm-hmm. everywhere and you are hunting down campers mm-hmm. and it is midnight and there is not much music playing i think we like the point is like no light so if someone has a flashlight you will be seen if you have a flashlight so you're like running around with like as little light as possible yeah for anything and it's like it's really intense because if a counselor catches you you know they're like not in full uniform but they are as being as intimidating as possible mm-hmm. well imagine someone jumping from the sky <laughs> and then pretending to be like a gulag agent and then bring like dragging you to the chapel, and then torturing you, and then torturing you. So I watched him. I, I I luckily got to play. It was that year that we got to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my last year as a camper, we got to play, and I watched him 
throw a folding table across the room when he did not get answers. Like, he pounded on the table and, like, like there's three girls sitting across the table and they are not doing well already because they've been captured. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, like, it's a game up until, like, you're in being interrogated. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. feels like a game until you're being interrogated. And then you're like, oh, this is real and people actually go through this. And the whole message, like, the chapel message before this game is about persecuted Christians and how we should help them yeah. and what they go through. And then you surprise them with that game. Um... But yeah, he just grabs this table after not getting answers and just whips it across <laughs> the chapel. And these girls are just screaming. Oh <laughs> Bloody murder. Gosh. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. And I was 35 feet away from him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds it's, traumatizing. It's, no, it's, it's a really good game. You know, like it, it gets the message across. Oh, yeah. But it's a really fun game. It's, it turns out to be really fun. It's the most requested game we've ever had hmm. it, you know people want to play it every year but we can't play it every year because it's it's intense you can't just have that experience at camp all the time yeah so yeah. you know it's only for senior hires and it's only every three years or whatever mm-hmm. you know every other year every three years something like that yeah but I want to bring that game to other camps because it's just a really good yeah. message behind it but it's also like the most terrifying thing you can ever do to like a child as you Check the table across the You know, room. and it's like not most people just do that, you know, some people do like, oh, if you tell me what, I'll give you these brownies. Or like these, you know, like whatever like bri- try to bribe you. Poison brownies. Sometimes we'll recruit, uh, we'll say, Okay, you can go, but you work for us until you capture two campers. And so then sometimes there'll be a camper out there that's actually an, a traitor. Oh, no. And like their whole job is to like grab onto two people and then just scream, I got him, I got him, I got him! Until like a counselor runs over to like collect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really intense. Uh, wow. But it's a fun game. Anyway, that's Camp Stories. I, I miss Camp a lot. Mm, I do too. <clears throat> yeah. So the Boy Scouts play any good games? Yeah, the Boy Scouts have fun. Play any good games. All I know is that every once in a while you make a giant vat of macaroni and cheese. Uh, have we done that? However, our camp gets hand donated to it very frequently, and Ah. um, by the end, we're barely getting hams. Um, unnamed city from unnamed factory that makes and produces. Oh, that's nice. I mean, like Boy Scouts is. I mean. Scouts BSA. It's a non-profit organization. Yeah, that's so a nice tax deduction. You, you can donate to them, right? Yeah. Um, you can donate to us as well on Patreon.com right. slash Lake City Variety. You cannot deduct that from your taxes, though. You can't. We're uh, not we're, a we are We are a for-profit organization. We have to say that legally. We'd like to say non-profit, but Elliot does need rent. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Landlord is really bad right now. <clears throat> he found out he quit his job and it had no savings. <sighs> Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, games the Scouts play? Okay, there is one that happens every year, and the camp staff, well, what they do is, um, it's called Staff Hunt. And Ooh, so, that's a good one, too. It is yep. a good one. You uh, dress up in absurd garb, or yep. you don't. Or whatever. And you hide, or you don't. Yeah. And, um, it's hard, green juice is flowing. <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're walking... You're a staff person, and you're walking around the camp, you're running around the camp, you're hiding, and the campers all walk around in little herds, and they try to, you know, catch the staff person and get them to write their name down on the sheet of paper, and so, you know, you 
like collects the names, you bring it back to admin, you turn them in, whoever gets the most points wins staff hunt. Yeah. And the thing about it though Oh, is, it's individual? Is it not like is it not like tents or whatever or cabins or it, anything? It's like patrols. Okay, yeah. So like okay. groups of like five to ten people. Nice. That's that's a little bit better than like yep. individual. Yep. Yeah, it's not individual. And so the more a person is caught, the less their name is worth, and the less a person is caught, the more their name yep. is worth. And um dude, people do weird stuff all the time. Also one that's really fun is um capture the flag but that yeah. one's not done as often but i remember an ancient camp story of um way back in the day when they would both have the staff participate in the game and also have the whole camp on limits right like they didn't oh, they didn't have like yeah they didn't have boundaries mm -hmm. and um other than a center line right? the most majestic like george washington-esque story of um some camp staff taking canoes from Goodrich Landing and um, we might have to blurt that out. And, no, we're um, leaving that in. <laughs> as well as where the hams come from. You there we go. tell them where the hams there come from. There we go. Um, and they will... And they took these canoes and they canoed all the way back behind enemy lines and then found the flag and canoed back. That's such a good <laughs> And then won the game. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, I've seen some things like that. We did... Uh, so we did, you know, Capture the Flag is a camp favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we played at both camps or whatever that I worked at. And it, it's always fun. But one game that was just a variation of it. It's very slight. Okay. Um, but just as good. Glow in the dark, Capture the Flag. Where the flag is a milk jug filled with water, like an empty milk jug, mm -hmm. with glow sticks in it. So it's like red or blue glow sticks inside okay. the milk jug. So the whole milk jug glows. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to hide because it's glowing. Mm -hmm. But then there's no other lights on at camp other than each camper either has a red or a blue glow stick mm -hmm. on their arm, on their leg, wherever wherever it's visible. Yeah, so you can just hide it in your hair, like put it underneath a log, see where it's Um, and the ways that campers find to hide a glowing jug is impressive. <laughs> just, whether it's like. Do, running like a team of five and this was a really cool one that I saw yeah is they were running like a team of five and they were running on the edge of camp where it's kind of weedy where like the trees are like you know kind of encroaching yeah. a little bit and they'd like hide it so the first person would hide it in the bush and then the second person you know the first person would go and like make sure it's clear the second person would grab it run a little bit further and then drop it and then you know first and second person make sure it's all clear third person grabs it runs a little bit further and so they're just doing this line of like dropping it, waiting, next person grabbing it and running it and leaving it in the bushes again. And it was like, how'd they coordinate that? They're, <laughs> they're like seventh graders. They don't way they can communicate that well. Um, but we also did staff hunt. And not to the point where like, we, you know, we don't want to count names all the time. But we'd have like, uh, you know, um, we just like print out like cabin names and then have them printed off or whatever because you didn't need to hunt as a cabin. And only the staff members, not the counselors, you know, would stick with their cabin so they can, you know, watch the children to make sure they're not disappearing. And then you, every uh, person in your cabin had to be there in order to get a point, which is yep. kind of interesting because how do you have 12 people show up at a place without being noticed as a group that they're being handed something? Um, but I had this beautiful idea to lay in what we called the Jordan River. <laughs> and the Jordan River is, uh, 
is creek runoff that goes underneath the highway <laughs> oh. and then eventually through camp. Yep. And so there's yep. a couple bridges over it that are on camp, and so I laid underneath one of those bridges, and it was mm. really gross. Yep. And then I got, I was all ready. I had everything done. I was like completely hidden, like done well, and I had, I had planned this because I knew we were playing this game later in the week. I had to weed whipped the ditch a little bit, nice. and then taking those clippings and put them on my edges. So I was still technically visible because I was wearing a bright red swimsuit. Mm-hmm. You had to be looking directly underneath the bridge or through the bridge in order to see my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I realized, as soon as I got all set up and everything like that, uh, that uh, running water really reminds you of something. <laughs> and I really had to do that something. Oh, no. And so campers, I can hear campers. They're not coming towards me yet, but they're about to get to me. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. I have to. So I shimmy, and I'm on my my hip a little bit, and just release. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Underneath this bridge, and uh, as soon as I finish and like got shifted back into my position, I hear campers run across the bridge, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> be bad timing if you weren't finished. That's for sure. It really would be rough. Oh god! Yikes! Really, a big yikes. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah. <sighs> trying to think of other games that we played, but I mean, they're like the more the more hush hush games, you know. Yeah, the stuff you want like, to keep secret. As um as a staff person, the admin like the admin staff would have a game every year, uh-huh. um where you'd get a playing card at yeah. the at the start of staff week. And uh, they'd be like, all right, you got to hang on to this playing card because, you know, at the end of staff week, you're going to get a good prize. And you can, like, trade with other people, too. So they had, like, they had trading windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and, you don't know if you're, like, what you have is a good prize or not. Yeah, you know, so if I have the Jack of Spades and I want, like, the Ace of Diamonds, I can be like, hey, yo, buck But it turns out the Jack of Spades is really a new car. Well, exactly. <laughs> right. And so we're, like, you know, we're getting the hype and we're getting ready and then you know all of a sudden the end of the week comes around and we'd been talked you know like prompted like 10 times if we had our card and if we wanted to trade and so we're getting pretty excited and then you know um the camp director comes out and he's like yeah we don't have a prize for you (laughs) (laughs) and then we all get real sad because you know we were looking forward to getting a prize and he's like do you know what you just felt don't do that to the people who come here yeah and then uh, you know you learn the moral of the story I have three of those cards in my wallet nice so that's also a game um there's some good stuff uh my favorite as waterfront director <clears throat> and as you probably as assistant waterfront coordinator probably have is mm-hmm. uh every staff member has to be involved in and know of the waterfront emergency procedures <laughs> <laughs> which are some of the best times at Winsturk staff training. If you call the best times the worst times. As a lifeguard, it's one of the best okay, times. It's actually, once you know what's going once on. Once you know what's going Well, once you're the one planning it. Yeah. It's going if on. You're a, if, if, a if you're a 15 year old boy. If, yeah, if you're. Who has to strip down if his you're, underwear. If you're a 17 to 19 year old, like, fresh staff member who's never been a staff member at a camp before <laughs> and didn't know that this procedure existed, <laughs> boy, are you in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> now, every facility that has a waterfront is required to have this procedure. And uh, how you do it 
is is a waterfront sweep. And yep. uh, and what you do is every staff member uh, that's not a lifeguard, if you have a designated shallow end, they link arms, and they start in the shallow end to where they can't see the bottom anymore because mm-hmm. you're not going to waste your time where you can't where you can where you can see you know. Yep. And they sweep their foot in a sea-like motion until it's just in front of their other foot, and they do that step and one person is on the dock calling out and they have a, a phone and they've already called emergency services and everything like that campers are being you know watched by someone else it's all being taken care of they're being distracted by someone else while one of their friends is potentially dying mm-hmm. yep. and or dead yeah um which is a sad truth it happens it's mm-hmm. rough it's part of the risk of sending your kid to camp but it's also you know there's safety procedures in the case so this never does happen i've never right. had to do it for a camper that was existing. Neither have I. Um, anyway, so you do this, and they're doing that, and they do that until they can't touch anymore, you know. So the tallest person, or whatever, you know, and they, and they just keep doing that back and forth, turning around and keeping going through the waterfront anywhere they can until he can't touch anymore. And the lifeguards are doing uh, where they jump in and they go to the boundaries or just outside the boundaries of the waterfront. They dive down to the bottom as a unit together. And hopefully they have masks on. If you don't have masks on, I hope you like opening your eyes underwater in silty muck. Yep. Mm. Because that's what you get to do. Yep. And you move your hands on the bottom. I feel like I'm instructing this to a bunch of uh, I know. a bunch of new ca- uh, staff because I've done <laughs> this a lot. <laughs> if you can't tell, I've worked at camps for five years and I've been a camper forever, so I know how to, this is part of what I do. Mm. Um, and you keep doing that until. You know, you can't hold your breath anymore. And then you go back to the furthest back person out of those lifeguards. And you swim back to them. And then you do it again until you find the kid. And sometimes that kid is half a mile up the road because they decided to walk home. And not because they drowned. And that's happened before. Ooh. Yep. And the worst is when that person is a staff member. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to dive for your staff member. Anyway. And then you find them. And then you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Because they made you suffer. Um, and, but you hope that they weren't suffering. So anyway. Yeah, that's right. You, you died for their it's, life. It's like my second summer at this certain camp. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of new members of the staff that aren't really certain. On, you know, and you have to do this every year anyway. But I already know the procedure. I've gone over it with the executive director and stuff like that. It's like, I know what's going on. And so he tells me, have fun. <laughs> and this was the the first camp I worked at. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. He has a couple wetsuits. Uh, you know, because uh, sometimes when you're tubing, uh, your swim trunks fly off. When yeah. you're extreme tubing, like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> so you need a wetsuit if you want to go tubing <clears throat> with the big boys and, uh, like, do flips and, like, jump up here, do something like that and just not be naked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen I've seen it happen. It happens, just, yeah. yeah. It happens. Just trunks gone. Um, that's why we tell girls not to wear a two-piece swimsuit um, because that's so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, because they feel worse about it than a guy would. <laughs> Guys just get a little bit embarrassed. Girls mm-hmm. panic. Um, yeah, yeah. From my personal experience, because I've seen both both times happen with campers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I got these wetsuits. And I put a rock, big rock, in the pant leg of these wetsuits. And there's like four of them. Yeah. And I don't tell them how many suits I put in there. But I, you know, arrange these suits throughout the waterfront. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, you you tell them the, and I do this on my own. Like no one else knows what I'm doing because they're like doing breakfast cleanup or something like that, and they're away from where I'm, what I'm doing. And then uh, you know, the next day or even later that day, we go through the procedure, what we do. And then about you know either the same day, much later in the day when they've all forgotten because it's the end of the day and they're tired, or like two days later, you initiate the waterfront emergency procedure yeah. during staff training. Mm-hmm. By just ringing the bell or honking the horn, whatever you got, yep. and just watch everyone go. Why are they ringing the bell? Is there something going? Oh no! <laughs> and then immediately sprint towards the waterfront. Yeah. And some of them full on committing shoes, shirt, phone, whatever they have on them in the water. Some of them are like stopping, and you're like, "Come on, you gotta go, 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 get in the water. This kid's dying." And then they just the first person who freaks out when they find the body <laughs> <laughs> oh man Our pulling God. that procedure on people who have no idea what's about to happen is one of the mo- the best joys you can have but doing it when you <laughs> actually need to is the most terrifying thing in the yeah world. it's mm-hmm. it's really terrifying our camp has a, a retired cpr dummy called humphrey <laughs> whose <laughs> eyes are permanently open that's and so <laughs> that's terrifying. I love so that. Humphrey's the, the best. Who dives, sees these dead eyes, like dead cold eyes, staring up at them from the bottom of the lake. <laughs> they, you know, of course, they dive down in the dive line. And see that's this. you, right? Yeah, of course. You're down there. How yeah. does Humphrey factor into this then? <laughs> oh, <that's not> <laughs> <laughs> Do you like my cold dead eyes? Yeah. And, well, um, when you take off, both of you take off your either. glasses, it's really terrifying. Yeah, those are... <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and these kids see this, and they shoot straight up out of the water, and they're like, I found something. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, I'm was i a lifeguard. Well, this is actually the first summer I haven't been a lifeguard in six years, uh, which is new for me, because I haven't, you know, I was a teenager the last time I wasn't a lifeguard. Yeah. Um, and so being in my early 20s now it's like oh wow I spent a lot of my life doing that mm-hmm. but I developed a lot of skills doing it anyway it's like my second year maybe third year of lifeguarding and I'm on staff at that camp again where we did the, you know the water for emergency procedure with the wetsuits and the the program director and the cook of all people uh, decided yeah. to get Red Cross certified to certify lifeguards Nice. Which is really go. cool to have that in house. Yeah. And so yeah. you know what happened as a result of that? Lifeguard training became a part of staff training. And it made staff training a few days longer, you know, like nice. two or three days wow. longer. But everyone who wanted to be, which was, you know, like maybe forty five percent of all the people that were in staff, yeah, got to be certified lifeguards. Which is really handy when yeah. you like oh, my campers want to use the waterfront. Uh, but I'm a certified lifeguard, and well, maybe I want to go take them uh, kayaking, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, go on the other side of the lake where you can't see me. Yeah. Um, but I'm a lifeguard. Like, okay, just make sure you let me know when you get back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like that makes it super handy to do anything. Yeah. Uh, like, because the lifeguard is required to be like anytime there's a motorized uh, boat involved, a lifeguard has to be present, <clears throat> which is annoying. As being sometimes being the only lifeguard at a camp, which I've done, or when you have eight lifeguards at camp and they all do different things and they're all different, free at different times, it's really nice. Yeah. 
Because then you don't have to deny anything to any camper. You can just be like, all right, let's do this. And it's all good. Anyway, they're doing training. I've been a lifeguard for a few years already. Yeah. So I'm basically assistant to these guys because I'm just getting my recertification, which is like a day of a, a single practical exam and then like a written exam, which is the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I could sleep through it. It's so easy. Should the campers be A, breathing, or B, not breathing? <laughs> I'm gonna go with C B. on this one. Yeah, I gotta have to go with C. Yeah. I'm gonna have to a friend. <laughs> anyway, they're doing a shallow spinal procedure. <laughs> so I'm getting backboarded in the shallow end as the oh dummy. All right. So it goes. It goes okay. There's you know two or three counselors that are going through this, and they are stinking it up a little bit. Yeah. You know enough to the point where they get me on the backboard, head in the thing forehead strap on because yep. you know and the four straps on my body so my mm-hmm. arms I'm not going anywhere I'm going to wear a little bit somewhere because you know it's their first time doing it so I'm a little bit loose mm-hmm. well the program director goes alright guys let's break down what happened but they do this after I am on the board <laughs> propped up against the dock with my feet like knee deep in the water yeah like propped up against the dock <laughs> and I'm in this board and like my feet aren't touching the ground because I'm on this board yeah so I'm just like uh <laughs> help me and then they're, they're talking and they're talking for a while and I it's like okay well clearly my boss thinks it's funny to just leave me here <laughs> While they talk about this. And the other people, you know, they're, they're already being, like, not scolded, but talked through other things. So they're not paying yeah. attention to this. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I can, and I, like, start manipulating my wrist <laughs> to try to get that strap. And as soon as I twist my wrist, the board just slips into the water. And I'm oh. face down, <laughs> tied to this board that's floating. And I'm just... <laughs> just drowning <laughs> and I'm there and I'm like kicking my toe like making as much of a splash as I can because yeah. none of them are watching Yeah, I'm making as much of a splash as I can and bubbles for like maybe you know maybe 20 seconds but 20 seconds is a long time when you think you're gonna die right yeah <laughs> um and then the, my boss the program director all I see is I'm underwater and then I have my eyes open because it's like this yeah. is the last thing I'm going to see and it's a <laughs> stupid fish. <laughs> um, and the board rolls up and out and I, the wave of water, you know, like on you know cinematic lenses where it just mm-hmm. rolls away. Yeah. Rolls away and I just see my boss grinning like an idiot. <laughs> He's going, oh, we probably should untie you, shouldn't we? And he pops me back up again. <laughs> A little bit, and then he, took, he pulls me up and unties me. Okay, but it's just like, ah! <laughs> dude, spinal stuff. It's, it's always different stuff. Always a good time. But it was like, oh man, just to be almost drowning in a lifeguard class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. That's pretty funny. Another time, I was actually at our university getting recertified because mm-hmm. they offer a class there for really cheap. If you didn't know that, Levi, sick. It's it's actually it's like thirty bucks to get recertified. It's okay. stupid. For Red Cross. Yeah, but like I don't have I have a lapse training. Yeah, and but I you can get recertified I because you've already Red done. Cross. Oh, you didn't? No, I've never. What'd you Red use? Cross. BSA Lifeguard. Ah, that's a little different. 
Which is less swim intensive, more skills intensive. Yeah. I mean, I learned skills through just teaching the skills. Yeah. So, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like swim intensive is mine because I've, I've actually had to... I've, I've had boats where they've just... Like, anywhere from kayaks to a speedboat where they've, like, broken down and there's no help coming. And I've tied it around my waist and swam it in. Dude. Which is... I'm surprised I've done it as many times as I... It's actually... My, you know, I, I have some saves under my belt as a lifeguard. It's mm. never a good thing to, like, brag about your saves because it means you weren't watching kids that much. Yeah. Because you let that happen. Because being a lifeguard is about preventing. And if you have to use your skills, then you should be able to do them. But, anyway, we can get into the politics of that later. Uh, oh! It's true. Side note. You do have a duty to save. Side note. But. I remember... It was actually that year that I was getting recertified at the school that we all attended. The Red Cross <laughs> put out an oops of a, uh, of like, you know, a safety thing. Yeah. And they put out this, like, you know, cartoon poster okay. of uh, children at a swimming pool. Okay. And it's all different children. It's like, all, you know, all sorts of different things. And uh, so it's like, you know, Kids splashing towards people on the on the on the cement, not cool. Kid like doing laps, cool. Kid running, not cool. Yeah. Kid diving in the shallow end, not cool. Kid putting on sunscreen, cool. Yeah. You know, kid waiting in line for stuff, cool. Like kid eating outside of the swimming area, cool. But everything labeled not cool, every person labeled not cool is brown or darker. <sighs> Oh. And everyone that's labeled cool is white. Yikes. And you know what? That's a yikes. It's, it was a yikes, but there's no way the Red Cross did that on purpose. Because, you know what probably happened? What? This poster isn't diverse enough. Why don't you just put a few different races in there? And so, like, okay, so they probably just did, like, MS Paint, like, paint bucket color. Yeah. And then happened to all be the not cool. <laughs> That's pretty rough, though. Yeah, just a yeah. Anyway, so that poster came out, and we had a good laugh staring at that in the hallway <laughs> at school. Oh, so my gosh. We're doing, so I'm doing my recertification class, which for me was pretty easy because it was whatever. But the instructor found out how long I was a lifeguard and what, came, like, what I had done with it. And he was yeah. like, okay, you're just going to help me out. So he, uh, he had me. You know, he had, he had me be... He had two people lifeguarding the pool of all these trainees. There were probably like 22 people in the class, something like that. Yeah. And so you're patrolling, and then it's... Something's going to happen, and it's going to be a submerged passive, um, like deep end, or like passive shallow, or like passive floating in that, you know, deep yeah. end. Or it's it's going to be something... It's going to be, you know, it's going to be either passive, or someone's going to fake drowning, or whatever. Mm. Um, and... So what he tells me, and he does not tell the other guy, is uh, we're going to pretend to hit you in the head with a football that we're throwing around in the pool, and you, as the other lifeguard, are going to be the person he has to jump in and save. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm 100% on board with this, because who expects Let's the go. lifeguard to be the person that has to get saved? Mm. And he, like, they do it for a little bit, and it's going on a lot longer, the guy's just like, did I miss something? And he's like counting, and I'm like, I'm looking because you know something could happen anyway. Yeah. But it's like I know what's going to happen, mm. and so then all of a sudden the football comes, and it they somehow get it to like just graze my head, and I fake like fall in, 
And apparently I did it so well that the instructor jumped in the pool because he thought I nailed my head on the shallow end when mm. I dove in. But I did that, that that curl thing so where you can like flip really quick and then make it look like you smacked your head or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like would be totally fine. But apparently it was so convincing <laughs> that like all of the students stopped what they were doing and the instructor jumped in. <laughs> and cause Especially since I was like, I'm going to commit yeah. and not come up. Yeah. <laughs> He thought I had just actually knocked myself out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, lifeguarding is such a fun time. I recommend it to anyone that's uh, that's 16 to 22 even. If you have an opportunity. I mean, yeah. yeah, like, you know, because 16 is the minimum. Um, if you get a chance to either work at A, a public pool, which is a completely different atmosphere from a camp, or at a camp, or at even a city lake, or something like that. Mm-hmm do it. It's a fun experience. It's a lot more customer service than you ever thought it would be. Also true. I've had a lot of angry parents talk to me about how I not rate swimmer. We have to have swim tests. It's like that. And it's like if I judge that you're not a good swimmer, you don't pass the swim test. And you get, if depending on how old you are, exactly. you get one shot at the mm-hmm. swim test. And it's like if you can't swim, you can't swim. You have to console them. You have to console them and it's really sad. I have, you know, sometimes kids do what they need to do, but you can tell, like, after about a half of it, they were trying not to drown, mm-hmm. and it's really rough, because then they, they finish, and they're, like, so happy, and then you have to go, you know what, I think if we ever have you in the deep end, we're going to have you wear a life jacket, mm-hmm. and then you tell them that they didn't pass, and they get real sad, Yeah, and then their parents, who are there checking out their cabin, mm-hmm. while you're doing swim tests... <clears throat> with two other people, you know, another lifeguard and someone else on the dock, Yeah, they come down and they're very angry with you because, well, I did everything I needed to do, but he said I didn't pass. I was like, well, if you had seen your daughter almost drown right there, you would agree with me. This is not for, because I don't think your camper can swim. Clearly your camper can swim. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that I wouldn't feel comfortable looking away from them for a second. And if I'm going to have 30 people in the water for a minute of time, I can't only be looking at your child. Yeah. This you should feel more comfortable now that I won't let her do this because you know she will be safe no matter what. Or like he or whoever. Because mm-hmm. even high schoolers don't pass this one test. Yeah. It's not a very difficult test. It's not even adults <clears throat> don't pass. Adults this suck. I've had <laughs> I've had counselors that don't know how to swim. You okay. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's rough. Sometimes it's funny when the It's sometimes when it's I uh, there's a counselor last year when my wife was on staff and I was volunteering as a lifeguard for a week um, and she couldn't swim and I found out she couldn't swim and I found out how old she was and I said you're learning how to swim pretty much that John Wayne picked up the kid <laughs> by his suspenders and just flung him into the pond I, I can decide she was like five foot two maybe five foot one yeah and I'm not I'm not a giant but I'm not tiny either I'm not medium-sized, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm, you know, I'm touching it, like, easy, the, like, you know, I can touch, like, the, pretty much the whole first, first two-thirds of the swim area. Yeah. And I was like, you can jump off the dock, it's fine, you can touch there. She could not. <laughs> and I felt really bad about it, but at least I got her in the water. <laughs> and then from there, the swimming lessons began, and I've never given, I've never given swimming lessons, let alone adult swimming lessons. Yeah. But it went well. She got the confidence to know where she was going when she was swimming. But I was like, like oh, no. I just, I, swimming lessons is also something different. You can get certified through the Red Cross to do that. 
or if they don't, if whatever pool you're working at doesn't care about if you're certified to teach swimming lessons, that's okay. I never mm-hmm. gave them because I went the camp route, yeah. and no one signs up for swimming lessons at camp. They don't. They don't. They they just sign up to go well, boating or whatever. If they do, it's probably because, well, there are a lot of reasons. Anyway, they Elliot, as a non-lifeguard, what's your experience? <laughs> I can't swim. Yeah. Well, come on. you got more than that. Um, I've been talking a lot this episode. You guys got to pick up the slack. I'll let it out. I'll let it out. a lot of space, man. Just, that four locos really getting man. to you. Don't tell them what it is. I've only had, okay, two-thirds of one. That quattro crazy is really getting to you. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, I don't know. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear about, like, my water stories? No, nah, just hear anything. About, like, Go for it. You can talk about anything you want, man. That's like, true. when I was employed at camp? Nah, whatever. You can talk about more police calls you've gotten. Nah, it was just the one. Just the one. Above right. magnets. That's a good police call. That was... You got me going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you also got Have you talked it. with a unnamed, uh, ungendered person? About... <laughs> oh, God. About being on the podcast? Yeah. No. No. Not yet. Okay. I can though. Okay. Have you have you talked more about show itself? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Like his show itself. This show itself. I don't. My brother. Oh, okay. It. My brother. You know. I mentioned early on that my brother and I we don't talk a lot, um, but it was really interesting to hear that he listened to this show. Um. But maybe he does live a few hours away from us. If it's okay with you guys, maybe he could call in one time just to hang out for like a couple minutes. Yeah, it would be pretty then, sweet. Yeah, just drop his audio or whatever. We'll have like a, a virtual guest. He's probably not going to make the drive, but it'd be like fun to have him on because mm. he can tell you about all the times I've thrown bricks at him, shot him, and otherwise maimed him. That's <laughs> but true. also all the times that he called me names and deserved it. Uh. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I'm very, <laughs> very sorry about everything I've done to David. I love him now. It was hard when we were kids. <laughs> Dude, being an older sibling is, well, just being a kid is very hard. And adults sure. forget that. Adults do forget that. You have more drama when you're a kid about little things that don't matter. Like now I have to deal with coworkers that I don't like. And that I wish would do their job better, or sometimes things just break, and I spend a while fixing them. Like last week, uh, my boss was gone for the entire week, mm-hmm. um, and during that entire week, most of the things that could go wrong went wrong, and he wasn't there to do it. So I was like, "Well, I guess I'm stepping up." And so people have questions for me all day because they see me stepping up and doing these things. Yeah, that's like I just make an executive decision after executive <laughs> decision. And I'm like, I'm trying not to encroach on power that I don't have, but this week, I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm doing it. Like, no one else is doing this, so you, there, do this now. You, come with me. We're going up to the body shop to do this now. <laughs> like, that kind of deal. It was an mm-hmm. interesting week. But yeah, I spent four hours on Tuesday last week when I uploaded the, the last episode. Yeah. Um, just repairing a pressure washer someone had run over and then just forgot to mention and then I went back there and I was like, hey, why is your hose leaking? Hmm. Oh yeah, one of us ran over it it last week. 
Oh, you didn't mention that to Steve when he was here, and you just had to wait until he was gone. Now I have to deal with it. Yep. Cool. You're the best. <laughs> people. Yeah, people yeah. are pretty funky. So yeah, that's the drama you run into as an adult, or like money. Money's rough. Money's rough. Mm-hmm. Like doing finance, financing it, doing finances and budgeting isn't hard. Yeah. Sticking to said budget. And coming up with said finances. Pretty hard. Pretty hard. It's very, unless you've just gone through the whole Dave Ramsey thing and you just live off of cash and envelopes, which is, works for some people, but I also want to purchase a house at some point, so I put a lot of things on credit card mm-hmm. because I never put anything that I can't afford on the credit card because that's dumb. Yeah. But, and I always pay off my credit cards because I, I have a couple lines of credit. Mm-hmm. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> my mom is very um, against... My mom and my dad didn't know... They didn't finance well yeah. when they first started out. And so they uh, put themselves in a lot of debt. I have a really good credit score now. And no debt, Mom. So, uh, happy pre- yeah, no student loans. <coughs> That's nice. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for being very uh, kind and generous to me. My, my parents declared bankruptcy twice. Yikes. No, once. And then... They stopped having credit a second time, and then they. This is their third shot, and they're doing really well. So oh, that's good. Yikes! Their credit score must be just My, the worst. As someone who's had credit for four years, yeah. five years, uh, my score is better than my dad's. And he's had his for thirty-five or like forty something like that. Yeah. So I know my. What's a your score is probably in like the. Uh, like mid 700s that's where i'm at yeah yeah i've had credit for um 10 months there you go i've had credit no less than that i've had credit for nine months so that's credit is a new thing for me because i I didn't have student loans and i didn't take out loans for housing or anything like like, like that you did so i had no loans to like back like start out with a credit score in fact when i was starting to open i was trying to open lines of credit and i have like eight inquiries which negatively affect my score because I got declined for all credit cards because, because I don't didn't have, have a credit score. And they don't want to lend to you. And they don't want to lend to you. And then every time they, you apply for a credit card, you get a hard inquiry on your credit score. So now my already non-existent credit score, I looked at my credit score, like I, I like did a credit test. Because yeah. I was like, why am I just not getting anything? I, you know, I thought, like, oh, at least I might as well just, I, I hope you start with like at least 500 or like something. And it starts out as like a, as like a nil value, a null. And apparently I had enough uh, hard inquiries to where it looped around to a negative integer on their website. That's pretty And cool. it was like like 11,000. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. It was like 850 is the max, I think. Yeah, 850 is yeah, the max. And it was just like like 912, something like that. This is a negative. It's like a reverse loop on the website. It wasn't anything to do with the credit score itself, but the website couldn't handle the negative integer. Yep. Which was very funny for there me. There are a few numbers I don't understand. Credit, pretty high up there. Yep. I'm trying to think of other numbers I don't understand. Um, um, the price of gas right now. That's a bit rough right now. And I wish we could just, you know, figure that out. Because, you know what? I lived in a weird French city. It wasn't actually in France, but it was a weird French name. Um, and uh, I remember paying 85 cents a gallon back in my day (laughs) when I was a senior in high school my economics teacher said I bet you this is the start of the semester I bet you gas will be below $2 by Christmas and it was 
Those wow. were the good days. That was the good days. Yeah, I, re- I remember paying sub $1 for gasoline. And now it's what? Here, it's not as bad as it could be. Other places, other places it's like $5 right now. That's true. For us, it's like three oh nine. Especially when people hack your pipeline, then gas prices go up. Can you believe they only got like $5 million out of that? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Oh, yeah. Shoot yeah. for like $100 million. <laughs> Don't shoot for like a million. I mean, like... A million's a good payday. You can, like, kind of more or less retire. Yeah, but it was a group. It was a collective. It wasn't one guy. That's true. Yeah. I love the conspiracy. I, conspiracy theories are always good. They're always true no matter what, too. Just so you know, they're always true. Um, That's right. The Earth is table-shaped. The Earth is uh, table Dude, you believe in the Earth? This is a simulation on Venus. Don't. I don't believe that. Mm. Or do the, the government run by spider people? I mean, birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Planes the aren't moon real. The moon is the moon is fake. Birds aren't real, and Australia doesn't exist. Those are the ones we're in on. At least I'm in on. Planes aren't real. Uh, I don't believe that one. What are you talking about? They're not real. I've been in them. You actually have been though. Then what have I? How did I get to where I was going in the time that I did? See, why don't you talk about your greatest conspiracy? What, oh, about who controls the world and who is out to get you? <laughs> I don't know if they control the world, but I know who's like I know who's out to get me. Um, I just want to. So, do you want to crack one one of these green bubblies while you're at it? I'm remiss to say because I don't. They're definitely listening right now, but um, the hay bales. If you look out your car window when you're driving. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. (laughs) They follow you everywhere. Hundreds of miles, you're driving along, and you're like, oh, there's a hay bale. There's a hay bale. And they're innocent enough, right? But they're actually real beings. They're actually watching us all the time. And there's some in the house right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let me spill my drink. Yikes, I just dropped my tomahawk and spilled my drink and flipped over at the same time. <laughs> I, that, whoo! Well, anyways, so we're probably going to be dead before we post this episode. It's, this is the last episode. I think we said that every time that this was the last episode. Well, um, we'll be dead, so this we, is, this will never get posted. Yeah. Are you, got, you got something? You raising your hand? Are you looking No, nope, I'm signing off. Okay. But I'm doing one of those silly English salutes. Uh, because uh, this boots. is a visual media. Um, you know, one day, once we get equipment, um, which we would like to get. I actually did enter. Patreon had a giveaway that I should have sent you guys to enter. Um, but it was two microphones, um, a soundboard, and some two headsets. And then we just, you know, spend the money on a third microphone and a third headset nice. to actually do this. That'd be sweet. Uh, they haven't announced the winner yet. I'm still waiting. Um, I had four entries. So nice. I should ask you guys to enter. So That's enough entries. You know, maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. It didn't say how many people actually entered or not. But if we got it, uh, hopefully there'll be a, sp- a boost in the auto quality that it's going to sound really nice soon. If not, we will continue to do the show with the equipment we have. Oh, That's right. For as long as we find this uh, financially viable. Which currently is okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not any real We've value. actually made it <laughs> money from this show from our our wonderful sponsor anchor who's still sponsoring us by the way somehow 
they still they decided their ad was good enough. That's true. Um, so thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring uh, our show. That we've actually paid for all the gas used in the commuting uh, from the last th- from these three episodes. So uh, way to go, we did it. It's it's all the gas that we that was used is all paid for. Good job. Yeah. Yep. Good uh, job, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for uh, just keeping us keeping us going. We got you know it's a thousand dollar overhead per episode. That's and it's really hard to meet that sometime. But also, it's true. Yeah. Um, but if you do like what we got, uh, even though our stories are rambly and I had mysterious green liquid that helped me ramble, uh, give us a, give us a follow on our Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash Lake City Variety. I always post and add to story, uh, whenever we add a new episode, uh, we always do a different title card for each episode. We're also mm-hmm. on YouTube, um, right. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, all, like the seven major sites that you can listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube. Uh, still don't have a YouTube URL, but we have gotten a few looks at it. But uh, if you could, even if you like the show just on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, head on over to our YouTube channel. Head on over to our our Instagram. If we get, and we have a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Variety. First up on there is uh, is the sandwich. Uh, that we mentioned first episode, we're still hopingly, hoping we can split that. We haven't eaten since before that first episode. That's right. It's we been are a rough three starving. Weeks. It's been a really long time, mm. and we're dying. We could really use that sandwich. Um, but if you like the show and you want to hear more, if we do reach our second goal of a hundred dollars uh, a month for donations, we will record a second episode, and all money that is donated will go to. Uh, better and better equipment and to the point where we feel that we are comfortable with the show's quality. Um, That's right. And not the content of it. Not the quality of the content. The quality of the sound and if we can get video, video would be great too. We'll put, you know, if we get video at some point we'll put that up on uh, on the YouTube. Golden quality content and it'll also go towards Elliot's rent. It will also go towards Elliot's <laughs> rent uh, since he did quit his job and I think, is this your last week or next week or last week? My last week. Yeah, I cleaned my last cheapo burrito today. I have to do that. Yeah, hopefully this week. I didn't do that. We did not do that just because we were there. We just also wanted burritos. We yeah, we went to go get a car wash, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Elliot's working till morning." Makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, this has been uh, Lake City Variety episode three, of uh, the third episode. That's right. It's the camp episode. The camp episode. Uh, signing off. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>